enjoy the show. Play on my channel. Fucking butchered that as always. He knows who he is. Why didn't you interfere with Thanos, huh? What the fuck? Where were you? We were busy. Oh. We, oh, had, uh, we, we had heard this new brownie restaurant opened up. and had to go get some. Yeah, and they had to go there. <laughs> Everybody so wants that throne. So they didn't talk about checks and balances then? Not not much, no. no. Second person. Is there one? It's just a guy standing next to the main character. <laughs> like, you can... Uh, we're just, we're live. <laughs> this is the Triforce podcast, and... Um, yeah, What's man. That? It is the, step away from copyright. the 259th <laughs> presentation of the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. And of course, the only podcast to actually read Klingon and speak it in Romulan. The Triforce Podcast. Of course, I am Matthew Buprell, the Batman. And the worst segue ever. We have in the Predanger box Christopher Presto, the old man, and all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, Link's best friend, wonderful woman. I know, I know, she's back. We know. And of course, our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Beaverell, our producer. We start off every week with tonight more laser eyes, family dragon fight. Minimalist Dungeons and more. We want you to hop over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the crazy and luggy nutty moments as well as possibly future TikToks right up here at the top. And then scroll on down, you'll find, I believe, yeah, last week's Triforce podcast Jack Spear pauses Princess Peach drug habit. Wanted to go for a Jack Spear pause. Sorry. But okay. you also hop over to the second tab. You'll find Big Brother. Dramatic pause. <laughs> at Wall Janger Game in Monday to Friday from 3 to 5-ish, if the migraines allow. Going through infamous Second Sons. Might even have a, a, yeah, we're getting a there new shirt the, on. Uh, second Island. So uh, we're getting there. It's getting good. You're getting uh, lots of powers. Unlimited run. Okay. That's a nice one. Oh, yeah. Unlimited run is a great power. Like, what was it? GTA 3? Yeah, I don't. You had GTA yeah, you 3. Yeah, you did. You had unlimited, unlimited run. Unlimited run like was run. essential. Oh, yeah. Like, you give the cheat, but you got unlimited run. That was like a badge of honor. Not on like a masochist level like the old man. Yeah. Like Ninja Gaiden and shit. Like, I beat it. Like, good for you, man. I spent those moments of my life doing something else that wasn't. I had to play play in the the snow snow level. level. Uphill. Both Both ways. ways. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you just walk the opposite way? You could be walking downhill both ways. Why didn't you just. No. Why didn't you just walk in the same track? So that way it would have been easier because you already walked that way. You didn't have to go a different way. Anyway, um, veering off course very early in the podcast, Mm -hmm. but we also (laughs) want to start on over to our first story because my hero academia world heroes mission gets its first English dub trailer below. Funimation has released the first English dub trailer for the My Hero Academia World Heroes mission and has revealed the first details about the special bonus for fans who see the movie during its opening weekend. Not to make that dramatic. 
<clears throat> Funimation will bring the third and latest in uh, My Hero Academia movie, Wor- World Hero Missions, to theaters in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom and Ireland on October 29th. The movie will also premiere in Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa on October 28th. They get it a day early. Or at the same time. Yay. With, you know, time zones. I don't know. With a release throughout Latin America coming later in the year, uh, later it's always twelve a.m. somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> later date, <laughs> uh, limited supply of seventy-six page booklet featuring behind-the-scenes material, a Q&A section with the series creator uh, Kohi Hoshiri uh, Hokarishi. I fucking butchered that as always. He knows who he is. And uh, spe- <laughs> hey, you you know I tried. Hey, shout out to you. You know who you are. The guy. <laughs> um, and a special manga chapter will be given out to fans who will uh, watch the movie during its opening weekend. A similar book lit was given out when the movie premiered in Japan over the summer and set a new box office record for the franchise. So. This one is different because it's set during the events of the fifth season of the anime series, Izuku Deku Midoriya, the series' main protagonist and inheritor to the incredibly powerful one-for-all quirk, taking the blame for a violent and deadly massacre. Now on the run from the law with two of his UA UA High classmates, Bakugo and Todoroki, Deku seeks to a... uh, seeks the aid of pro heroes from around the world to help him clear his name and unravel the mysteries surrounding humanity, a dangerous cult that wants to stop humanity's use of the superpower granting quirks The movie features appearances from many of the heroes from the series, as well as a new cast of international heroes. The film also introduces a new stealthier black costumes for Deku and Bakugo and Todoroki, which we talked about before. Um, old man, obviously you're the dad in the chat and you got kids, you got onto this show. They love it. Are you taking them? Um, I, I will definitely, definitely take them. This is a fucking, almost a purjangers and wall hangers outing here with the fucking Bristow 74. We can rent out the theater. So all 74 <laughs> kids can f- see it at once. Well, AMC still, still charges a hundred dollars just to rent the whole theater. And then we can see it, man. Just see that shit yeah, in like real people, real D 3d, real D 3D, you know, that'd, that'd be all right. So you mean to tell me that you guys are watch it while I have a seizure? Great. Okay, <laughs> we can go for the regular theater if you don't want to spaz out. Sounds really bad. Let's not do that. So we'll go with the reasonable option. But I do like checking this out in theaters October 29th. Well, I mean, he calls me a masochist for a reason. That's true. Some things are worth seizing for for him. Seizing every day. Everybody seizing. Seizing the moment. Like this one, um, because it's a great opportunity to move forward in my hero academia because they're taking this opportunity with this movie to really explore that. God, where does this seem similar? Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It has that kind of feel, you know what I mean, Kat, to where you take the hero that everybody, you know, the fans love and yeah, we're going to make him an outlaw now. He's framed for something. It seemed kind of way too close to when Spider-Man was coming out, but it's an anime, right. so fuck it, you can get away with it. Um, but I like how it's going to move this forward for the show because the the whole plot of the show is that, I don't know, something happened. 
80% of the world got quirks. It ranges from being able to lift something light like a cell phone to being able to control fire and ice and different powers like Deku's, which is one for all, whole bunch of powers for one guy. So that's the general premise. And it's interesting to see that they're taking this in a different light. It's not that classic. Yep. That's the good guy. They're still giving you some interesting stories in there along the way. So we might even see an interesting story in November when this next story drops. Which, of course, damn button. That was a good segue. Sticky segue button. <clears throat> but Marvel drops the final trailer for the Eternals, and they have a new villain. Trail oh, this is CNN. Is this actually the Eternals or it, is this another movie? It's the Eternals. Oh, I'm just if, checking. If you scroll down, it, they, they it has the always, actual trailer. They, they don't always get it right. Well, for automotive, they care a little bit for, more about sometimes. entertainment sometimes. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, but I've pre-checked this, so it's good. Marvel Studios has released a new trailer for the Eternals, director uh, directed by Oscar winner Chloe Zhao. Uh, the feature film uh, film features Angelina Jolie, Jenna Chan, uh, Camille Najin, uh, Kit Harrington. Which this trailer actually shows off a nice scene with Kit Harrington, where he's like, "It has a V sixteen and a supercharger." Why? Why don't you guys? Uh, why did you? Why didn't you interfere with Thanos? Huh? What the fuck? Where were you? Like, we were busy. Oh, we oh, had uh, we we had heard this new brownie restaurant opened up. We had no. to go get some. Yeah, and they had to go there. <laughs> so. They had shit to do, and now we're seeing more stuff. A lot of like re, you know, footage we've already seen before. But the, the main thing is that this is also setting up the villains, the deviants, because in that Thanos Going moment, the too. they actually point out that it was because us humans brought everybody <laughs> back with a snap that causes this moment where the deviants say, "Now's the time we attack." That's why they have to, because that's the whole reason they're there. Why don't you do anything? There weren't any deviants. You're going to call the exterminator when there's nothing to exterminate? He's really good at his job. It doesn't mean I want him just for hanging out for Monday brunch. You don't want to make friends first? Are you calling Thanos Monday brunch? Well, I guess. It would be the deviants, really. Well, no. I would be calling the Eternals. <laughs> Although... Obviously, Thanos is linked to the Eternals because, you know, they're in the long the lines of the same family. Um, they're like cousins to Thana. Some shit like that. But you see more of Sprite, Thana, um, you know, all the Icarus. You see his fucking laser powers some more. And then Kit Harrington is the Black Knight. We get a lot more of him, like average Joe learning about these guys, which that could be an in interesting thing for him, especially if he eventually gets a sword. And he's the man in black again. Bring it back to game, game of Thrones, you know. More laser eyes and That's tentacles. So good. Of course it comes back to tentacles. They were watching a bit too much hentai. Okay. But you can check out Eternals November uh, when they release. I know I will. You can butcher that name later. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to try even try. Um, of course, the Ikea scene. I love that one. Wow, that's <coughs> Fall good. collection. November 5th. Check it out at the theater near you. 
And another thing you will check out because he didn't get cold feet is this next story. Sam Raimi nearly turns down Dr. Strange two because of old scars from Spider-Man three. That's on toxic fandoms. I mean, who could really blame him because this was before like internet is as we know it now. This is, this wasn't like Twitter trolls. This was like everybody collectively, like going to a barbecue, like, man, that sucked. Right. Like that was horrible. Like, uh, I mean, what was with the dancing? Like, yeah, that's what, that was bad. Right. That whole thing. Yeah. It didn't really make sense. That was before shrimp eating on the floor and normal Twitter (laughs) and trolling. So that just, that has that old school scars to where it really hurt more when everybody hated your shit. Because people had to go more out of their way to make that known. Yeah. You really had to know your shit had to really suck. For peop- everybody to know <laughs> this was bad. So Collider, uh, the Evil Dead mastermind, who also brought Spider-Man to the big screen in 2002, smashed uh, smashed that. What the fuck are these people writing? Uh, it was the 2002 smash that helped pave the way for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is we have already admitted that is true. Um, Very true. And he never planned on making another superhero film after the 2007 Spider-Man three. He said that I couldn't face it because it was so awful. Having been the director of Spider-Man three, Raimi said the internet was getting revved up and people disliked that the movie and they sure let me know about it. So it was difficult to take back, but then I found out that they were an opening to Dr. Strange 2. My agent called me and said that they were looking for a director at Marvel for this movie. And your name came up. Uh, you would be, in, uh, would you be interested? And I thought, I wonder if I could still do it. Like that. I like that because we all kind of have that thought like, man, I don't know. Can I still do that shit? Okay. Should have just. I feel yeah. like. Yes, the movie wasn't great, for sure. Yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't that bad either. Well, door-to-door salesman aside, um, which is what that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, while his first two Spider-Man films were beloved by fans, Raimi's third, mm-hmm. which inexplicably featured emo evil Peter Parker, uh and became a lightning rod for criticism and mockery. And I can't imagine why. I wonder how much of that was his choice and not. It had to be the editing room. They, they also made a very villain heavy movie and it, Mm -hmm. I don't like that either. We don't need five villains. It was such a bad Spider-Man movie. They went, you know what? We need a new Spider-Man altogether. We need to like, Cut you off. They Batman that shit. They were like, you know what? All right, that's enough of this. We need, we need, we need, we need not that. Yeah, we we need anything else but that. But then they went with uh, Andrew Garfield, which a lot of fans say those two movies are good. I've seen the first. I haven't seen the second. Um, But I will argue that the first one, it was 
It was an okay movie. It wasn't bad. I think I saw that one in 3D, too. Um, but it, it wasn't bad. When you do reboot something, it's not bad. But I don't really fault Sam Raimi for Sam, uh, for Sam Raimi 3, for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I never saw that Sam Raimi movie. <laughs> you Raimi didn't see three? Sam Raimi one or two? I didn't see one or two either. Is it like Well, that's why you didn't get into three. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't watch it. You know? It you don't see the first two, you know, you kind of lose something. Um he says they're really demanding. And those types of pictures, uh, uh Raimi said, and I felt that well, that's reason enough. I've always liked uh really liked the character of Doctor Strange. He was not my favorite, but he was right up there with the favorites. I loved the first movie. I thought director Scott Derrickson did a wonderful job and incredible job. So I said, yeah. Maybe we get him to do it. He didn't like what they wanted to do with it, and he walked out. Okay. Well, everybody's a prima donna all of a sudden. I paraphrase a little bit. He walked out. They kicked him out. He might have been ushered out or, you know, gently escorted. Who knows? They could have done anything in between. Could have been anything. Could have threw him out of uh, out of the third story window. I don't know. Probably not that second story. Third story is way too high. He's probably working from home, and they just sent him a letter. Did a Zoom meeting? Nah, that's too ballsy. <laughs> I don't want to have to even look him in the face. Anyway, I'm not going to zoom that. Another thing I want to zoom is this next story. The book of Boba Fett gets a poster, and finally, a release date. I yeah, love it. Like I love the look. Uh, the full poster is, you know, you just see his knees. Um, he's sitting on his wow, chair. Wow, I'm, I'm really... Are you sold? I'm really sold now. All right. I mean, awesome. I was sold when it was like, <laughs> we want to do this thing for Boba. Oh, Go I want to do a Boba show. I'm sold. Yeah, I, didn't I honestly think this is one of those films that had it just been a blank poster that said Boba Fett, we would still be like, God, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it could have just been Boba Fett and a helmet, and I still would have been yeah. talking about it right now. Watch Boba Fett, Fett get digested. digested. <laughs> Dude, I hope they start there. Part of me hopes they I start. I would like to see, I would like for the Book of Boba to, to start with the Sarlacc pit and they may explain have, that. Like, or build to that. Back. Give me different stuff, like in between where he in, appeared in Clone Wars and stuff. Give me different phases of his life, but definitely reach that Sarlacc pit at least by the end of the first season. Because I understand you want to lead into some shit. Don't can, make us wait until the end. Of this this is one that I would be happy with a flashback because we were talking about flashbacks last week. Right. And I would be happy with a flashback sequence in this show. I think it would be perfect for it because you could take that flashback from all this knowledge he has as a and then show him as a bounty hunter and why he earned wearing his dad's armor clearly can we he have fixed can him. we have the first two episodes drop on day one please that would That's be a reasonable I'm request but how ma- i don't know how many shows we're getting here on this i didn't actually I don't think it says but knowing disney it may be short supply so they want to max it out because they're trying to give enough time in between their shows to where they you have that gestation period but also it's, oh, wait, this drops like next week or in two weeks. Like they want to have that easy branch for you to grab onto the next show. Which is smart when you don't have Netflix content because Netflix, they're like, here's what we're dumping on there in this month. 
Like it's a mail carton. <laughs> Meanwhile, Disney's just like, well, we have an activity activity at one fifteen, and then at one twenty, we're going to go over Disney and have cookies. Is, you know, they're very organized. They're much more structured. You know, Netflix, while they may have structure, it's just they have so much that you imagine it's not just one person organizing what they're releasing. There's Disney is a spreadsheet. Netflix is a hand grenade. Here it is. A baby HD. Bombs away. Yeah. There goes the content. <laughs> and it there explodes. it is. It's everywhere. And then Everyone. it explodes. And then you have other explosions because you toss that hand grenade yeah. right next to a natural gas line. And there goes Detroit. Uh, uh, how did we get here? I don't know. We walked off the beaten trail. But yeah. Book of Boba Fett, remember that? Um, the bit. release date is December 29th of this year. So we will see this on the very cusp. We're, I hope they do that two episode because it's right at the end of the year. Like, all right, here's two episodes to watch. Right for New Year's. And then do weekly after that, drop it on, you know, Wednesdays and all that, like the normal. But I definitely like the prospect of where this show is going to go. Because if you take it in, you know, his lifespan, you could have a lot of Jedi, have a lot of fucking what happened to these Jedi. You could really answer some of those questions with the book of Fett. Because obviously he had some good pull with Vader and, and you know, the time being a bounty hunter, like, hey, I need a guy to find this guy I really want to find. He has Boba Fett and a couple other bounty hunters. Going back to Planet Camino. I like that, but I, but I want this to be like Book of Boba Fett to be about Boba Fett. And only see what is appropriate from his particular point of view. Like, I don't want any episodes that the main focus is on anyone but him. It's always from his purview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's trying to run an empire here. Well, yeah, you can get him into like, like really you, taking over even the if crime. You start there, like you got something there. That is true. That's a good point like, because you have that crime syndicate at the end of Mando. How many crime syndicates have you run? I don't know, but let's watch him try to do it. Like I kind of feel like Darth Ma- with Darth Maul. I can't how believe he turns this is a out. Disney show. You know, <laughs> I feel, it's a Disney show about, about a crime syndicate. Okay. A bounty hunter being the head well, of a crime syndicate. Well, not just one. Don't forget, he's got Fennec Shand with him. Yeah. The indomitable <laughs> Ming-Na Wen. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am ecstatic. The cavalry. That she... Yeah, exactly. I'm exact. I am excited to see Chun-Li and everything else that she's been in, which, of course, is now flying from my mind. Mulan, the cavalry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Fennec Shand. I'm... Almost as excited. Wow, this character like is really like this much different. This much difference between my excitement for Fennec Shan than it is for Boba Fett, and that's just based on her very few appearances in The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, like, and then I am here for that. The Bad Batch when she was ad- added into that. Oh right, like, that's right. Oh yeah, Fennec. Like she is. Disney Star Wars is just hitting that same way that Disney Marvel is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like peanut butter and jelly. Matt man and the old man. They had to get you know, over, they there's get different over things with the, the, with the, uh, the sequel trilogy first. So, I mean, there, I mean, that is the pink elephant in the room, isn't it? Yeah, it is the sequel trilogy when everything else is fan accepted and everybody eventually comes around to like, well, except for this or this, 
yeah, this is good. But, but if, if you look, look at, at you look at like solo, you know, um, his story, and then uh, Rogue One, those were really good. Yeah, they were and great they stories. Were part of that. They, they were they were part of that that you know you know Disney storyline. Why can't we have good stories like that? You know, I mean, we're we're now hitting it, and you know, I don't want to be beating a dead horse, but. And you know, it, thing we won't well, they're not, also expanding with Andor that finished uh, yeah, filming. I'm, I'm not against. I'm not against um, Andor. Good. The, uh, the or Andor. It, it just wasn't. It, you don't want to piss off Ewoks. What was promised? <laughs> that's all. Yeah. You, you can see that they put more thought into things other than those sequels, and that hurts because we are, we know what they're capable of. We are seeing what they are capable of, and they didn't apply that same thing to the sequels, even though I still enjoy the sequels as their own thing, but I don't see them as sequels. I, I see them as three standalone kind of multiverse different variants of where Star Wars could have gone. Well, yes, but looking at this through a scope of time for a moment, um, you look at the sequel trilogy, for the most mm-hmm. part, They, when you were even starting to really plan Mandalorian, you were trying to wrap this you know, clusterfuck of a sequel trilogy up and just try to put something cohesive together. And I feel that that, that well Mandalorian is a result of that. They fucked up and they were like, look, man, fix it. This is obviously a part, but they can retcon. The, we've seen it happen. We've seen their ability of retconning. I just hate for all of these talented people that were in the sequels and some really, truly wonderful performances in spite of everything working against them being completely eradicated from canon just because there was no clear vision there. There were some really beautiful things that happened in those sequels as well. And I hate that it might not become part of the story the way that yeah. we all wanted it to when these were announced and when they were being released. And There's only so much you can do with like that Clone Wars effect of, well, let's explain this, this, and this point that fans have wondered about there's a lot more of those points in that timeline to where I, I'm not going to be completely happy if they just do that. Um, rebels of just like, yeah, we rewrote that shit. Yeah. We just went back in time and Jedi Jedi time bended that shit. No, I, I wouldn't be happy with that. But if you could take the time and say, all right, where are these gigantic plot holes in this? And how can we mend this? Like, Maybe we uh, can alter this with, with, with the Death Star. That yes. was a beautiful retcon. Exactly. I want them to put a little effort in it this time. That's yeah. it. And <laughs> just, yeah, you do don't that, have to rewrite do everything. Just put a little effort and say, well, look, let's go with this plot hole in this series. This plot hole in this series. Let's find a way to tie them together into something we want to do in the future. And tie a future baddie and make this, uh, well, this is where they were actually just trying to fuck around and start their little foothold into this universe. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, I mean, the plot holes in the sequel trilogy from the, you know, um, seven, eight, nine, I mean, it, it tells you 
if you, you look, look at, at there's, there's some, some stories floating out there that there was uh, Force Awakens was being written, and then J.J. Abrams came in with someone else, and they like, like rushed the script out in six weeks. Now, I'm all for continuity, but six weeks for a full-fledged Star Wars story? George Lucas had the prequels. Like, the, I mean, the original trilogy in two years, like, he, and he finally vetted that script. And he had the, the prequel trilogy in two and a half. So you can't put, you can't just, you know, throw shit together in six weeks and say, oh, I got it done. Now, if you look at, if you look at, talking about potholes, the last Jedi is is a good film in its own like if it was like done at the end after everything was done like if the story was like we're going to try to find Luke and try to bring him back but he went into the ether fine let him be that mythical figure he come in at the end to save the day like the mythic hero yeah okay I'm down with like that, but it, 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 it could have been roped around a lot better. The problem with it is that everybody at that time was very reactionary to the streaming machine and everybody, they were just grabbing and clawing and just trying to survive with that, you know, uh, chipper that is Netflix that is just gobbling up IP. Like, yeah, I'll take you for a couple months. I'll take you for a couple months. I'll put out my own shit. I'm getting more subscribers. And they were reactionary at the fact to where they were like, we got to, we got to move our projects along. We got to move our plan to where I think, yeah, they were like, ah, we'll fuck around with streaming in the future. And then they see all this focus going to Netflix and these other streaming services dominating in a market that they were ignoring. And then they said, let's move our content forward. Yeah. No, but I figured that's enough, a, a management push money to not worry about that. Let's, let's just call it spade to spade. They had enough fucking money to not worry about that. That's true. They didn't need to, they could have just planted their IPs and say, Hey, we'll, we'll lease them out to you for a little bit. We're going to see which ones do well. So when we gain them back, we, we, we know which ones we're going to put on our streaming service with full power of the Disney machine. I mean, like that, when you're saying calling a spade a spade, they knew Star Wars was a moneymaker regardless. They didn't have to put out any new content. Correct. They didn't have to do a damn thing. Star Wars on its own is a billion-dollar industry just as it was before they even thought about doing these sequels. Yeah, but they needed a bunch there of There is no stories. reason why they could not have taken the time and fleshed out a three-movie arc and done them the right way. Man, I Disney really hope it is, isn't that toy excuse. Disney already had, <laughs> at this point, Disney had already known about the long game because they had already been doing it with Marvel. So I, I don't know if I have any excuses for them. Yeah, but they and also again, have I a history of, actors- of toys. They have a history of trying to push out something where, hey, man, we got Christmas. They had that Lego would make for a that. Great I don't like you. <laughs> He don't like you either. theories for that. There was no reason for them to push out these sequels if they were not up to the standard that they needed to be. Well, I guess my overall that was that was a shit call on there. Well, you know, Star Wars was and you also have to look at Disney just on the Star Wars side. We had Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, and then. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. So, like, 
just the fact of oversaturation and then you slip in the Mandalorian in, in between those two, the, the last two. And it sticks out That's like the lot. princess sleeping on the pea. Yeah. That's my point. It, just, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter how close the black hole is to you. It's a black that hole. <laughs> and again, not to take away from the actors and their performances, because I thought they, they were just cast well, terms. and all the people that were cast in that film are very talented yes. people in their own right. Oh, and the guy who played Finn. For them, for them, I'm upset that the movies yeah. were not, not even for myself, but for them, because Finn, they are now part of this legacy. Finn and the other not woman. Um, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, and, and, and no, um, Daisy Ridley. The one a- Asian oh, actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, she, John, um, John Boyega and her. Kelly Cho? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. Kelly I Tran? Tran, yes, Kelly Tran. Tran. Tran, it's something. I'm not going to finish that statement, but oh, yeah, we're not because it's going to come. We're going to yeah, come so, in a minute, so we apologize. Finn already. and her were not; they didn't have the same kind of screen time or even character development, really. As where, Adam Driver or Daisy, but or I feel like that was the mix of directors, even the Weasley. To where now you have Favreau and Filoni at the head, and then Kathleen Kennedy just like, "What do you want to do, sweetie? Oh, that's fine." <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah mom's like, right. it. But if, and then, if and she was also good, a visionary, the one editor. Also, also, also what that. fractured that that um, sequel trilogy is the loss of Carrie Fisher. Because right. it was striking. Yeah. Like, she died right after the Force Awakens. Well, and Harrison right Ford yeah. being a curmudgeon old and man. Let's not forget that. Time, so that like, Harrison Ford said, well, I'll come back if you kill me. I don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm tired of the <laughs> Star Wars questions. Leave me alone and, and get off my damn who lawn. Who did not go into watching The Last Jedi expecting to see Leia die on screen? You know, I mean, of course. And they didn't. They pushed it off into Rise of the Skywalker. But every time something happened, we're like, is this where she dies? Yeah. And then she uses that the first absolutely colors. That absolutely colors how we perceive that film at that time. But then JJ yep. went back and really like like oh no he this tried is to how, ride the ship as much as he this could. is how she was able to force pull herself. Like she was a fucking Jedi. Uh, she had force barrier so and much. she could force pull. There you go. She's a strong That's woman. She's fucking she survived. Her finger and starts flying through space. Admiral so Akbar had no hope. So she wasn't a superhero? No. Well yeah, she was. Of, she yeah. still is one of the few that were one in real life too. On that bombshell, there's another superhero that may be coming. James Gunn breaks his silence on a secret DC project, kind of, sort of, not really, because he's not telling. (laughs) Okay, on to the next story. But director James Gunn (laughs) has spent the last few years building a resume to unexpected levels, particularly with, you have, first off, he's making Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yep. Okay, we just got Suicide Squad. Okay. Guardians 1 and 2 were absolutely fucking amazing. Um, he is not giving up on DC. Um, after well, Gunn okay, finishes Guardians of the Galaxy 3 from Marvel, it's become clear that he has a bright future developing more superhero projects within the DC Extended Universe from Warner Brothers Pictures. Maybe he's um, trying to show us what he's worth. Well, then you have Peacemaker, too. The firework. 
Yeah, Peacemaker, he's going to be keep going with that because they showed a small teaser for Peacemaker and it's him and, you know, Amanda Waller's crew in like a fucking waffle hut or something and they're eating. It's fucking hilarious. Saw it on Twitter uh, yesterday because <laughs> Facebook and Instagram were down. Fucking noobs. <laughs> but for the first time, Suicide Squad director James Gunn acknowledged on social media that he was working on a new secret project for Warner Brothers within the extended universe of DC. Yeah, it's a big secret. I'm not supposed to say anything. Maybe bad blood. He was responding to a fan like me. Hi, Connor. Hey, Connor. What's up, pal? You going to give me a one punch? One punch. Thank you. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the cat came back. Okay. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the cat came back will be on next week's podcast. Um, so he responded to the fan who asked Gunn if he's developing any new DC Extended Universe projects. He simply answered yes. And another asked if it was the entry was Deadshot versus Bloodsport. And he said it's something else. So he um, wouldn't really tell us what, but he is working on something with him, which makes sense, especially since you go from Suicide Squad and they were like, hey, what about Peacemaker? Could you squeeze that in? He's like, yeah, sure. I really am hoping that it's another Suicide Squad film and that it is Bad Blood. I would love to see that storyline. Um, okay. Or maybe. Hmm. What if I. S- um, no, that was the three waves, waves of doom. I kind of want to see him. What I, I, all right, I think I want to see maybe him. the final mission. Bad blood, bad blood. Bad blood. blood. I, I said, bad blood. What about like Legion of Doom? You know, give him like an Avengers like style, but not main brand DC, which is going to be he could really have fun with because like Suicide Squad wasn't, you know. It recently, it gained recent popularity, but overall, like, it wasn't a big hit or anything for DC. It was some secondary side well, quest characters that they made have an intriguing you're story. You're talking about the first Suicide on. Squad film or well, the, the Suicide the Squad that he just made? Oh, the comic. Well, I think with this last film and the way that he treated it, people would be on board, more excited to see another Suicide Squad film it, if it followed this kind of pattern where it's just bloody and chaotic and crazy. Cause I want to say in an interview, he told, he told people the, uh, the person he was interviewing that he decided on suicide squad from the new 52 run. Right. And I started reading like comicsology, the free stuff they gave me well, stuff I pay for. Um, and I started reading it and I was like, damn, this really is fucking interesting. I could see like reading that and being like, oh, I'd make a fucking movie on this. Like there's those properties that like that you read and you're like, this shit needs to be a movie. And after reading that, I could see where that one plus one equaled, which that, that this is the guy you want to give the property to. Honestly, James Uh, Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. We've been talking about for a very long time on this podcast. That's right. We were talking about Kevin Gunn too for a lot longer. Means more since episode 12. (laughs) <laughs> I know this because I've been listening to our back catalog, which is now on Spotify, by the way. Oh, thank you. You can listen on Spotify and help out the podcast. So listen there. Um, Spotify.fm backslash PJ A and D W H. But 
backslash support, you can donate to us. The hour is upon us to ask for a little support with this next story because House of Dragon gets its first teaser trailer. This is almost breaking news because it happened today. We see Matt Smith. Kat, you're already shaking your head. You know why? He said that he could play other roles. I mean, he was in no, Terminator, he I hear. I didn't watch Terminator because it was Terminator. And I mean, after T2, like, I what did do watch, you need to watch Terminator. And it was trippy as hell to see the doctor as an alleged not good guy. Like, I can't. Mm, okay. I what can't. about He's David Tennant with Kilgrave? Like a baby kind face. It just. Well, David Tennant did it with Kilgrave. David Tennant does not have a baby kind face. No, he's more charming and debonair. He has a look about him that he could be evil or he could be good, and it's all in how expressive his face is. And Matt Smith is a talented actor. I'm not trying to take that away from him, but he, as the doctor and the type of doctor that he played, it's just really hard for me to see him do something else. Like, I can't. You know, uh, you know he's not going to be the doctor in this one. <laughs> that, that I would, would be love really to see cool, but but uh, if it's like yes, Matt he Smith, he yes, hops he out is. of it. He hops out and he's, he hops out of the TARDIS, and he just like all the dragons weren't real; they were just like a imagine like if in one episode they don't shit. see him like looking at fezes, like oh cool, and putting it down. I'm going to be so. Well, I, I know you only see him for like a second. Unless he goes to Dorne, I don't really think there are a lot of fezes in Westeros. And why wouldn't he go to Dorne? Why I not? mean, they have history. You may right? see a fez, maybe not. I didn't see any fezes the first time we saw Dorne. <laughs> I mean, you googling whether fezes exist in Dorne, there, old man. I mean, that's that's no, a question we need I'm answered. Not. Oh, well. The new teaser trailer here <laughs> for House of Dragon. Uh, um, uh, it shows a release date <laughs> premiere for HBO Max of the first thing that shows 2022. Up is constipation in older adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if that is an apt description about seeing how Matt seeing Matt Smith in this show. Makes me feel I don't know what it is. I think he'll be. No, I see that. I see that metaphor completely. No, and it really I think works he's going to be amazing in it. He's been amazing in. Um, Unlike Constipation. The, what is that? The Queen, the thing on Netflix, the TV show <laughs> where he the plays crown? Prince Philip, The Crown. The Crown. Yeah. He's oh, amazing yeah, yeah. in that. He is extremely talented. It's just my own like. Even with David Tennant, when I first started watching him as the Doctor, the first few episodes, I was like, that's Barty Crouch Jr. But with Matt Smith, I'm having a harder time letting that go than I was with David Tennant. That's because I never got into the Harry Potter series. I never I never got into that. So I was just like, yeah, he was in Harry Potter, apparently. Um, but I, 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 I love the fact that Matt Smith is in this. Because I've seen, you know, other Doctors you know, go on like David Tennant, go on to do different right. stuff. Um, and I've seen, you know, like Christopher Eccleston, he was the asshole in heroes before I ever knew him as a doctor. He was the asshole in, um, gone in 60 seconds. Yes. He was. He also was the asshole in legend of the seeker. 
So he was just a legendary asshole. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is based off of George uh, House of Dragons. Um, House of Dragon is based off of George R. R. Martin's book of Fire and Fire and Blood. Um, the show is set 200 years before the events of the original Game of Thrones. The new series chronicles the history of House Targaryen and is rumored to depict the event known as the Dance of Dragons, which I am super excited for. I just finished the audiobook for Fire and Blood. I can't wait to see this. Um, the Targaryen Civil War is essentially the whole premise of this, which is just super fucking dope. It's a whole bunch of Targaryens. It's after Aegon's conquest. He start, they're trying to just kind of do that civil stuff. Like, all right, how do we make this one nation kind of thing? And you it's joke. just like, as soon as Aegon goes down, it's just like, who's the, who's the rightful successor? Like, well, I kind of feel like I got the best claim. And then my brother's over there like, well, eh, actually, man, kind of me. And then you have uh, Queen Reyna Targaryen over there like, Spoiler bitch, alert. I'm the first. So that's kind of the premise of this to where you have this, like, a bitter rivalry and it starts off that whole thing that you go for the game of thrones everybody so wants they didn't that throne. talk about checks and balances then not not much no, no. it was more of a the book itself is like, like a, a chronicled system with a legislative and a, a song, song of, of credits, credits and, and debits yes <laughs> <laughs> Game of accounting. Yes, game of accounting. A song of credits and debits. Damn, that's a good fucking podcast title. I believe so as well. A song of credits and debits. Yes. And while I I, I agree, this this prequel looks pretty big, freaking dope. Um, yeah. I will also need to question why we are looking two hundred years in the past when we still haven't finished writing the present. Sir. But there's dragons. Yeah, but this book's already finished, and it's like yeah. kind of an overview sort of thing. So you what can go I'm saying the is, he finished this book, book just, and he needs to finish the other books. So we have writer's book block, involved. man. We got 200 years we can cover. Apparently not if he's writing the prequels. I mean, all right, well. Look. Look, those that book's uh, never coming. Just look, AD, ADHD's never, a bitch, all right? That's all I got to like, say. It's, it's especially a bitch Hemingway making the Elden Rings game too. Well, all right, he's doing Elden Rings. He's doing House of Dragons. He says he's trying to beat the first four, and then he will complete. This is book. like your kids when you tell them to clean their room and they literally do anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yep. But I mean, and he's trying to, and he also said like, "Oh no, wins of winter when it's finished." Like, oh, that's gonna be so much better than the other ending. I mean, I, I'm kind of getting a Chris Roberts feel from him. Like, motherfucker, totally, is, I'm getting to it. Is this ever going to get finished? Is it, is it truly going to be better than the ending that we got? Because they were based on the notes that he provided. Hang on, hang on. I think I, I think I just connected two dots. George R. R. Martin and and mm -hmm. Chris Roberts are best friends. They right. both can't complete fucking anything. So there you go. That's kind of like some shareholders to hold them to. That's kind of like how Kevin Smith was like interviewing Prince, and he like his his publicist. Hey, four minutes they'll call you. Ten minutes goes by. Seven minutes they'll call you. Fifteen minutes goes by. Twenty-two minutes they'll call you. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this call. <laughs> I'm so ready. 
Five, five minutes, minutes go by. They'll call you in seven minutes. <laughs> so you will, you will be able to check out the first season of House of Dragon on the HBO Maxes sometime in 2022. Uh, Emma Darcy, or Darcy, sure, as Princess Raina Targaryen. Matt Smith as Prince Damon Targaryen. Stephen Townsend as Lord uh, Corlys Varon. Olivia Cook as uh, Alison Hightower. Reyes Ifans as Otto Hightower, which... If you're a fan of the books, the TV show Game of Thrones did not really show. Well, not Most really. Of it. They didn't show any high towers in that bitch. That's right. Now we're getting high towers, which are all over the books. They fuck a lot, apparently, because 200 years was nothing to them. They were still very prevalent in the Game of Thrones era in the books. Like the phrase. Yeah. You know, all right, we're just going to ignore them. Well, hopefully, hopefully the dragons will uh, keep smiling to show their teeth onto this next story. I hope so. That was a really good segue. Because dragon's teeth are what you are going to find with Frank Percy and Big Teeth Graphics. Our man Frank One Punch Percy is out doing the con circuit, much like our wonderful woman does, Katarina Thermoscara. And of course, you will find him out there with Karibe the Hunted stuff, Punisher, he did Wolverine, and so many different characters that you love, as well as a new character that you will love with Karibe the Hunted. Go out, check it out, demand it from your comic store. Tell him Perjanger has sent you. He'll know what you mean. A lot like this next story, because Rosario Dawson joins Dying Light 2 in a major role. Rosario Dawson, the night nurse from the Netflix Defenders series and everything. Not well, I mean, that was the that was the Wood Rocket version, but Rosario Dawson is everywhere. She's in Clerks 3. She is Ahsoka Tano getting her own series. She is just blowing up and my God. As she should, Queen. Main Bay. I mean, if I had a Hollywood crush, Rosario Dawson, right fucking there, because she's also super fucking cool. So you've met her? No, I've seen a whole bunch of interviews with her. And if Kevin Smith says that, I mean, I don't think the man really knows how to exaggerate when it comes to people he loves. He's that honest kind of soul. If you're a good person, he loves you like a good movie. Well, you can also tell, no matter how talented somebody is, if they have a bad reputation, mm-hmm. they might get some work, but they won't get the level of work that this woman is getting. She's oh, awesome, yeah. She's talented, and she's got a great reputation with literally everyone. You can't fake that all the time. Every role she's in, I'm like, oh, awesome. It's Rosario Dawson. I love, I love yeah, Rosario. Even in Men in Black, I loved her. She was awesome in that movie. And what was it? Men in Black 3. She was the alien that made the made it rain. And then Tommy Lee yeah. Jones had the. I think that was the second one. That was too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two because he was the mailman. They had to wake him yeah. up. Yeah, and he was just like, "Haven't you ever noticed when you feel bad, it starts to rain?" Then they pan out from the fucking uh, the skylight. It was an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. That is a great scene. 
But she had a whole bunch of those and a vast illustrious career. And now, like many uh, actors, going into voice acting for video games. Dying Light 2. Dying Light was an amazing game. Big Brother and Old Man. I know you both played it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I actually did not play Dying Light. What? I've played something that you haven't? <laughs> Correct. Holy shit. Somebody alert IGN. Actually, I think I saw it in your library if you want to go in and... It is there. Give it up. Yeah, because, because we have family sharing PlayStation. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it was free. Free, free. Well, it free, is free. a really good game. It's great. Even though it has parkour. It it's on two of his libraries because we share Steam, giggity, and he, it's on that one, too, because I bought it. You can you can play Dying Light twice. You can play it right now while you're doing the fucking podcast. Yeah, with all the spare time you have with your four kids. Thank you. That, that has lots There's of time, time there. Right? You just take away from sleep. You know, so, so he's, you know, he's you don't need to sleep. Kids. Apparently, apparently, apparently the, the 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 amount the of kids he has kids. it goes from four to forty seven. From four to seventy. Yeah, I've yes. seventy two before. I'm leasing out the other the other sixty four. Right I didn't know you could do that. Does that come <laughs> with the tax credit? To multiple baseball and basketball teams. <laughs> like the, the entire Army League of the fucking someone to be. nation is yeah. just the old man's kids. Just like, oh, now, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Jeffrey, that's yeah, Jocelyn, that's Jeremy. He needs to supplement his income however he can. Kings they are the new money. team in baseball taking names in Japan. Hey, man, I mean, they're like <laughs> oh, at least okay. three feet taller than him, so it's not fair. Okay. Hey, let's move on. I'm going to leave that one. That, that yeah. Yeah. On, on to the, the next, next story. You will see Dying Light after being delayed uh, from its original December release date. Uh, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, my friends. I added the friends part. Releases on February 4th, 2022 for Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 4, and of course, PC. No PlayStation 1, huh? No, no, I don't think anybody outside of a third world still has that, but it may have fewer semiconductors, so they're probably laughing in our face. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who are fans of minimalism. Square Enix apparently recognizes you because Square Enix reveals a minimalist RPD, RPG called Dungeon Encounters. There's a trailer below, if you'll believe it. Oh, oh. It's very minimal. Square Enix is leaning on the creator of Active Time Battle, a system from Final Fantasy, to create a new unique RPG experience set to come out in, uh, in two weeks. Okay. Hiroki. Gesundheit. We'll go with that. Hiroki Itu, uh, known from ATB as directing <laughs> Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age. Uh, leads a this minimalist dungeon crawler called Dungeon Encounters. Dungeon Encounters tasks players to explore grid-based labyrinths where along the way you'll find allies, mo- fight monsters, and earn abilities. Traversing these barren maps uh, look to be a bit part of uh, Dungeon Encounters. It, each square you move is uh, counted with the total map completions rewarding ability points. Abilities can strategically shift enemy or player placements on the dungeon to dun- uh, dodge or conflict 
or travel to hard to reach segments out of the game board. So it has that Final Fantasy flair to it, to where you have that, you know, Pokemon image dodges forward a bit. And, you know, uh, I feel like they're trying to be creative. They're trying to be like innovative, but still kind of ways to gain money without, without without a lot of effort. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lazy way. I want to do final fantasy, the lazy way. Fine, I guess. You know, what would be great if they replace those squares with like villages and, and, forests and trees and like enemies and like even if they just had a 3d the map, environment where you could like a 3d like civ 5 you know to where it's sure. that person running around the map it could be a giant person running around a little map and you have those little encounters but it shows a little bit more effort you know it's not just like eh, we tried you want to be innovative try a second person game give us a good second person perspective second person is there one? It's just a guy standing next to the main character. <laughs> like you control the main character, but you also like you could have that. You third... are the, that other guy that follows. Make the second person voiced by Ryan Reynolds just be throwing snarky comments at you. So it's like your narrator was standing next to you, narrating your life. That's the second person perspective. Oh yeah, essentially yeah. Deadpool narrating your life. Well, Deadpool or. All right, who would you want the narrator? I would say you got to have a couple choices. I'd say Deadpool, Morgan Freeman, and David Attenborough. Bill Murray. Except the David Attenborough one only lectures you about how the environment's your fault. Well, yeah, you got to have that nagging Nancy doubting, you know, like real negative, but pleasant. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray would be. Samuel L. Jackson. That would be for the. Bobby's mother from Boy Meets. From Bobby's world, <laughs> boy meets Bobby's world. No, Bob. Yes, uh, Bobby's mom. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Her. Fucking yes. God, give me <laughs> that as my you know direction on ways voice. Bobby's. Oh mom. my god, I would, love that. I would fucking love that. Get off here on <laughs> Blue Root, don't you know? Bobby's <laughs> world was fucking great because he had Howie Mandel amazing. there in the beginning, and then like little animated Howie Mandel. Uh, love that Bobby. show. It was great. And Life with Louie was great, too. Yes. Louis. Yes. Fuck, man. There were two stand-up comics that got their own animated shows that were fucking badass. That happens all the time now. Well, yeah, but they were the first. Well, not the first, but one of the first. I wonder who one the of the first wholesome shows on Fox. They were iconic. Oh, yeah. That was back when Fox was fucking donking it on cable TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before the dark time. But yes, that's my pick for the narration. I only need that one person, and she would be phenomenal. I'm inclined to believe you because, uh, yeah, no, that damn, that's a fucking good one. Well, we're going from minimalist to not at all with the next story. Yeah, you can check out on maximalist. Oh, you can check out now the Dungeon Encounters on PlayStation 4, Switch, Steam, if you look like. But something that could have been. Is this next story? Because an open world Metroid Prime game was scrapped. Former Retro Studios director of development and production Brian Walker recently revealed scrapped plans for an open world Metroid Prime game. During an interview with uh, Kaiwi Talks, 
the developer revealed that during production for Metroid sounds, Prime 3, that, name that might be Kiwi. Like, I think that's Kiwi. It sounds like a uh, device, that, that a brand new device from Japan. Kiwi? Yeah, it's a new translator device. Well, I got that this was, new Kiwi talks. I can talk to anyone. It'll just translate it. It might have actually, it might be pronounced Kiwi. I might just not be able to read. So the Kiwi talks is a different thing. That's a different thing. Oh, okay. That's a translator. Okay. Yeah. The ultimate translator. It's yeah. actually what the Star Trek Enterprise uses. The, you it know. might have actually, it might be pronounced Kiwi. I might just not be able to read. Yeah. Thank you. No, I can't. Um, but, I was so stunned by that. I didn't do anything. During Kiwi talks. Or Kiwi. Kiwi or I, I had a nice I bite like of Kiwi. Kiwi. Let's go with Kiwi. I had a nice bite of Kiwi this morning. I ate a nice Kiwi and it was very refreshing. You know, maybe she doesn't like to be referred to as a Kiwi, so maybe she pronounces it Kiwi. I probably shouldn't talk about her in that respect. But the developer, you know? remember him? He revealed that during production for Metroid Prime 3, he and series director Paul uh, Patchy. Uh, Patchney? I don't know. How many Kiwi Something jokes Italian. can you think up in two minutes? I mean, shit. Patchy <laughs> Kiwi. There we go. Had drafted plans for the game that would uh, see Samus explore a nonlinear world. Um, old man, how do you feel about an old, an open world Metroid Prime game? Some games don't need an open world. That was my first thought, too, because that wasn't a, what Metroid Prime was about. Metroid Prime Metroid was about Prime puzzles. Had, 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 Metroid Prime, Prime had, it was a dungeon crawler slash puzzle crawler with the ability to get power-ups to kind of further your story. It does not need an open-world game. It just not seems everything like, needs to be World of Warcraft. If I were to put it into a crazy metaphor, it would be like me saying, hey, let's make this segue a fucking, you know, an airplane. You don't need that. You know, let's make this segue a commercial a commercial airliner. No, it's a fucking segue. You don't need that. You know, like keep Metroid this dungeon crawler. That's why I love the new Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Dread. They're going back to their fucking roots at the like. Look, this is a two D hey, experience. You, you we have enough experience, dance, man. man. We have enough experience that. Enough, they realize it's almost like they realize well enough people went back and played these Game Boy Advance and Metroid 2D experience puzzles and hey there's a whole 2D market on Steam that is still thriving with 2D platforms pla uh, puzzle games like you don't need to have Metroid as an open world everything doesn't need an open world game no 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 nothing not every game should be an open world, just like not everything that we do goes live on our, our main page. Yeah, for a reason. Only the golden stuff. The golden turds get tossed here. Wow. You realize we're on wall jammer gaming. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Talk show. It, we're hey, cross look, promoting. it's labeled we're cross from it. That's what we're doing. Yeah, cross promotions. Great bullshit. It'll be on projangers and wall hangers later. <laughs> totally, totally be there. That's uh, our omnipotent presence. It is. Uh, you know that that box is so. It's it's not an important one, right? It, 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 yeah, 
Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Whatever. But, you know, yes. there's that. Um, In other news, <laughs> we have our last segment. Well, our last story for tonight, which is kind of a, I don't know, a serendipitous dream. The creator of Ethereum got into crypto because Blizzard nerfed his character. <laughs> yeah. Ethereum is the blockchain behind the cryptocurrency Ether and also NFTs, which are all the rage right now. We might Fuck have to you. Get into I'm going to start Xerox. Uh, it was created by a program named uh, Voltalik the Brothers. Butterin, <laughs> who was inspired uh, by realizing what horrors centralized servers can bring and what yeah. set off that. <laughs> Sounds moment. like an IT nightmare. <laughs> and what set off that moment of insight was World of Warcraft's 2010 Warlock nerf. I yeah, happily. That was very pivotal. Yeah. I, I was uh, expecting your insight here to where I wasn't, a, I, I didn't play Warcraft because that was subscription and I'm way too cheap. So. Yeah. Yeah. You have to I play it from time to time, but um, yeah, like. So the characters that got nerfed were warrior, like warlock, druid, and priest. And it was right around the time that they switched up how the uh, the training skills were, which fucked everybody over. Okay, that's why I stopped playing Bliss and a bunch of our RPGs is like shrouded the avatar. Like Kotor, I waited like until like the seventh wipe of Shroud of the Avatar. I gave them time in my life. And then I was like, fuck you. I'm not starting over a seventh fucking time. <laughs> you can yeah. eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> An entire bag. And then I still wouldn't come back if you gave it to me for free. <laughs> Sir, with a thousand a times XP. Of Richards. Get it right. I, I don't want to get canceled. So it is a satchel of Richards. That is, man, that should be the fucking, the only way you say bag of dicks. I mean, satchel of richards on this podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. really i, like I mean it. it's such That's a class very classy jinx satchel S- satchel of richards That's the second time we jinxed today double jinx mm-hmm. that, that was a shared moment so he happily played warcraft from 2007 <laughs> to 2010 but uh one day blizzard removed the damage component from uh his beloved warlock uh siphon life spell and he cried himself to sleep. And yeah. on that day, he realized that what horrors centralized servers can be and soon decided to quit. From there, he went to, into Bitcoin, started writing for a blog called Bitcoin Weekly, where it initially uh, initially at a meek wage of $1.50 per hour. And soon uh, he met up with a co-founder of Bit- uh, Bitcoin Magazine, drop that and he dropped out of university to focus on crypto coming up with the the idea for ethereum in 2013 and therefore responsible for nfts the digital certificates of authenticity that like everything uh powered by crypto proof of work security systems are widely energy efficient so this man essentially affected our economy because he cried himself to sleep. He cried himself character. to sleep because his Warcraft character was nerfed. I mean, 
it's not you sad get because from somewhere. I mean, what gamer isn't like you know uh, there by the grace of God away from that? It's um, it's his it. What a world craft was this girl, and his imp wasn't doing it for him anymore. <laughs> imp couldn't get it up. Might be the title of the podcast, but. I, I kind of see that as a, you never know what you're going to do in the future. You know, never be afraid to put your own foot in your mouth as a, you know, word of uh, turn of phrase, but always, you know, accept that you will be doing or, something. Or speaking from experience. Yeah. Um, my foot tastes amazing. <laughs> the, and just expect that you will be going back on your words on something like, I'll never do that. Yeah. You probably, in certain instances, you probably will. Always Sith deals and absolutes. Oh, perfect. Perfect quote there. Perfect quote there to go to our end segment, uh, which this week going rather matrix. He's on fire. Thank you, Marv Albert. No, thank you. So with this one, I'm kind of going a little matrix red pill or blue pill. Wake up as a Saiyan on earth. Or wake up as a Kryptonian on Earth. Which one would you choose? The blue pill is our Saiyan mascot. And uh, the red pill, of course, is the red son of Krypton. So this is a very interesting battle, which nerds have been fighting over for years of which will beat each other. In real, uh, it, Realistically, they would end up working with each other to fight against the person who was trying to pin them against each other. And then that would be the story. So, um, which would you rather is more of this kind of style, red or blue? Would you rather wake up as a Saiyan to where your entire life is going to be struggle, but you will guaranteed become badass power level above where you were from it, or just kind of have that natural Kryptonian swagger and, you know, fly cold breath, super fast, shoot lasers from your eyes. I don't know. Um, this is a really fucking close one for me. So I'm going to let Kat go on this one because I already <laughs> have my answer. Uh, okay, so... To you me, get a tail as a, as a saying. From Universe 6 and Ooh. Superman are kind of the same thing. They're protectors of Earth. Mm. And um, depending on which versions... There's been the never-ending battle of who would win. Sidebar, but I, I am very that... impressed you knew Universe 6 Saiyans because that's <laughs> like Dragon Ball Super level knowledge there, miss. Okay? We're not just going to pass on your anime knowledge when I'm the anime guy of this, of this fucking show. I have okay? no idea like, what you said. Exactly. It's Thank very you. impressive. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, that being said, which makes it like the inherent person that I am, I want to be the protector first. And it's not even about who is ultimately the most powerful. Um, but then I started looking at everything that surrounds them. And, and I think just because of how much better adjusted Superman is in general, I would go with him. He's just more in control of himself, of his powers and of... When you put it that way, that does sound fun. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's I mean, rather well-adjusted. X-ray vision, like. laser but vision. It's interesting. You know, I feel like he has a better grasp on himself um, okay. than... Whereas Goku than. grew up alone on a mountain. Here's the thing. I think it's very much... Um, 
See, Goku, while very misunderstood because he's extremely caveman stupid. Yeah. Yeah. He's more. He also has <laughs> a sense of Zen to where I feel his understanding is more like he understands himself to a point. It's only the only thing that overshadows Goku's Zen is his heart. Yeah. That's it. Well, and his love for fighting, Which, because, I mean, he has made so many enemies stronger, like, here, have a revive potion. Let's start this off again. Let's fight. Yeah? Like, no, no, motherfucker, you almost had him beat. What are you doing? Like, the <laughs> stupidest reason for a fucking battle to keep going. But and my point again, here is... why I pick. <laughs> more in, inherent abilities, because you have Vegeta who is a very smart tactical Saiyan who made the sacrifice play, the Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. play hugged his son in a moment that where, you know, you see, you know, Goku barely interact with his children. Vegeta's there giving his kid hugs after he just made him fucking gruelingly work out through a training session, like 10 times gravity. And he's like, come here, give me a hug. You're true Saiyan. You still have that, empathy and knowledge there to where Goku's just an outlier dummy who's really fucking strong. Okay. He has like right. special strength. So, and he has his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're just talking lazy, you're just the well, my point is like a, it's between it's the two choice. alien races because Saiyans, if you beat them and they survive, they will get stronger. So they are, they have infinite potential to where Kryptonians, so, you can only get so much radiation from the sun to where you enter that, you know, uh, you know, God level Superman mode. You know, it's just, uh, I, I'm kind of siding with Saiyans because it's more practical to where, you know, if I get good, I can Kamehameha, I can fly, I can have energy beams, I'm super strong, I'm fucking bulletproof. I'd rather be the last Kryptonian than have to deal with and other And all I gotta do is travel around the world, find some fucking Dragon Balls, I can make a wish and make anything happen. I'm telling you, saying, or on Earth, make a I'm going with limitations. Within limitations. Within limitations. So, Even outside lazy, of Dragon I respect, Balls, I, I would still that. take saying. Because Super Saiyan? Oh my god. The lazy choice is is Superman because if you chose Saiyan, you actually have to put in the work. Well yeah, that's why I would choose Saiyan. I'm a masochist in that I if I work harder, I will gain this. If I work harder as a Saiyan, I will gain Well my choice Goku level power was not because I didn't want to work for it. It was that because overall, I just think Superman is better. Well, I also because I, mm-hmm. uh, all right, I should say this. It's also because I get a tail. Yeah, but puberty's a bitch for you. Dude, <laughs> I'm just saying. Into an ape, man. How many times have you wished you had an extra appendage and then the opportunity to get a fucking tail? No. No, thank you. What? And but Super Saiyan powers? Get the fuck eight. out of here! You get a tail with it! And, alright, so just don't look at a full moon. King Kong and not be able to control yourself. Otherwise, it'll be a very expensive insurance claim, and your homeowner's insurance is probably more than in living case, in Florida. But, you know what, in that case, I think you're I'm not going to be in good hands, sir. State, yeah, no, 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 no insurance company would cover a saying. 
look, just saying. Um, is it so much to ask to blow up the moon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It would yeah. destroy the climate. Uh, a little bit. We're already doing that. Slowly. We can have Saiyans. Saiyans without giant monkeys. I think that's how you, we make it work. You know, the Saiyans were a race of conquerors, right? So were the Mongolians. It worked out for the most part for a little bit. Yeah, they didn't shoot fire from their hands. It probably would have worked out if they did. I don't think so. Well, that's for history to tell. But, all right, I see I'm the outlier here with the only saying in the group. Everybody else siding with the Kryptonians. You've uh, sold them so well. <laughs> all right, I might have been a little bit biased. Pushing everybody over to the Saiyans, like, yeah, you can like, have the ultimate alien race, or you can work hard. That's like chaos magic. Realistically, I, it's you know it's what? the moon you know thing. What, Matt, and I am going to be a saying, I am not transfusing with you. That would just be too <laughs> much. Even you know, no, no, wait, that would no. be can way you too imagine? No, that would I be. I feel like you'd have an ADD moment in the middle of it, and y'all would end up spliced. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My head's out his fucking left. Breast That's what I'm and saying. Just it wouldn't work out right. He's got my arm out his back. Like, all He'd right, like, all right. Oh, this work. How do we? How do we undo this? <laughs> Damn it! I told you to concentrate. I tried. You put the earring in the wrong place. <laughs> I thought it was a Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put the earring on your left ass cheek? <laughs> All right, my aim's a little off. All right, this is a crazy time in college. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm beat here with the ultimate pill being the red pill. Yeah, that, that's, that's a that's a poor choice of words there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn. from Prince Albert left ass cheek to I'm beat. <laughs> With that tail. Not exactly the bombshell I wanted to leave us on, but if you we had started with hentai and we ended with hentai. Yeah, for real. But if you have a better argument than I did uh for the Saiyans, make Which sure you comment hard, below. <laughs> Support your Saiyan race. Comment below. The Saiyans are extinct. Well, all right, all right, the Kryptonians are too. But there's a lot more Kryptonians than there are Saiyans, all right? They were trapped in a bottle. There's a whole city of those fuckers. <laughs> Just gotta unminimize. Like the Gallifreyans. They live exactly. In video game nowhere. Hashtag Brainiac for president. You, you know, just just go to those fuckers who trap those motherfuckers. You got a whole bunch of them. The Saiyans, they're out there somewhere, but you know they're kind of like warlords ruling their little planet in peace. Leave them alone. <laughs> in peace, not to the people they're ruling. Well, I mean, it's peace because they've ruled. The, they already beat them all, so they're it, it's it, it's a dictatorship. But we also want you to hop on over to pjandwh.com. We're going to find the funniest moment from this podcast, as well as all of our podcasts, right up at the top page, as well as <laughs> the infamous Harry <laughs> funniest moment <laughs> highlighted purposely on top for a week now. Um, just so you had enough chance to watch it. I'll be uploading it. Oh, there you go. parking across the street. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Uh, if you're tired of seeing strippers, you can go have uh, 
What, what the hell is No, nice? no. It's, it's a, a high rise, rise now. <laughs> oh, just watch the funniest uh, moments right there before I change it. <laughs> and, uh, or be like the other 600 people and watch it on TikTok. Um, the, we end off with thank yous. We want to thank you, Caitlin Carezzi, Moisel Robinson, <laughs> Kelly Collins, Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, supporting, and sharing and subscribing to the podcast. And of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew B. Grell, the Matman. In the Projanger box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, all the way from Thermoscara, wonderful woman, as well as co host Christopher Bristow, the old man. And our omnipotent presence, it is Stephen B. Carell, big brother, and our mascot, hero of time, Link Diablo. Getting ready for super crazy time. And of course, we love you. We miss you. We'll see you next week. Until then, game on, Walt Jangers. We'll see you then. Bye bye. Play on the Jangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. <sighs> How are you both? I'm just tired. Yeah, I hear that. Fucking exhausted nowadays. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, I figure, you know. Uh, Before we go live. Um, yes. Chris has an we announcement. Got, we, got, we, we got some guests coming next week and the following weeks. Because, tell them how you did it. I went to podcastguest.com and I filled out the little directory survey. So now I just uh, did a technology look and a gaming look and a nerdy pop culture look. And I applied for people to come on to the podcast. Okay. They, they, say, they respond and say, hey, yes, we will. That's and awesome. It happened, it happened literally in an hour. Uh, of, like, we got this guy, Trevor. Uh, responded so yeah yeah so we're gonna have awesome some guests off. on um Is he it's British? gonna be cool. canadian close That's enough close enough <laughs> <laughs> they got the queen on their money you know like come on them in australia like what are you doing although australia pool, <laughs> we can ignore them they're like <laughs> went back to the prison colony technically stage. the queen's their monarch yeah i mean yeah. she doesn't she doesn't have any power to do anything I mean, what monarch really does in the modern world? I don't know. The human-pig hybrids from the global government? <laughs> what about the Galactic Federation? I don't know. Or counselor? What, what was it the Islam uh, security officer was spouting off? Xenu? You talking about Xenu again? No, not Xenu. It was, it was the Galactic Alliance. That's what it was. There's aliens in a galactic alliance, and they're controlling. It really ended up kind of Alex Jones re- really quickly. But, but uh, no, I'm happy that you like your about us here with the wonderful woman with Steve. You're just missing my hair. Yeah, I know. I got to get – we, we got to find some way of getting a transparent cutout of Katarina's hair at some in some fashion to put on Big Brother's head on the, on the web page, old man. Uh, that's not entirely hard. She just no, it's not hard. Picture. We just got to pick a picture and then cut her hair off and then well, flip it you right just there. Do that in Streamlabs. You could put a, the picture in Streamlabs and then just snip it. 
I could do it the on hair should exceed Photoshop as well, but yes, we stand. So the hair should be bigger than this picture. It should like no. Nah, my pockets are empty. Picture. Do you have time? Because I'm fresh out. <laughs> I was actually. I think he is stuck in time, or he's just doing a Big Brother to where he's not moving. It's a really bad loop. He should get a much better. Sh- we can do much better. better than we can that. do better than that. We can. Yeah. He's just. He can't new, be sitting the new that loop still. Is going to be very good. He, I move. If he sits that still, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. He moves around and fidgets too much. Yeah, he's frozen. Um, we'll be back at some point. Yeah, he'll pop in and out. I don't know. Or we <sighs> capture this and we get it as a cutout. <sighs> yeah. Oh, and the important thing for the Spotify are listens. People got to listen to the. Uh, you got to readmit, Chris. Really? Yeah. Uh, they they got to listen to the show. We're at like fourteen listens so far. And I know I went back to number one. What? Why happened? are there two? Why of are you? there two of you? Okay, right. now there's one of you. Now there's only one of you. We were talking, and then you didn't move, and then we were like, "Nah, if he you doesn't didn't move for a really long, yeah, if time. he didn't move for that long, he's dead." Yeah, yeah I don't know English. My detective skills are very key, you know, on point right now. Yeah, I've had those days. No, what happened was is I switched I switched displays and it just for some reason just didn't like it. It was just like, oh no, no, there's no point. No. You know what the problem was, big big brother? What? He didn't update his drivers. Yeah, it's always the drivers. It's never the fucking drivers. <laughs> Not once has the problem ever been the drivers. <laughs> uh, Actually, once updating the drivers caused more problems. So the IT people were like, yeah, you were right. Let's roll that back. Yeah, see? I told you. Notice he did not make a peep. That's right. But, uh, yeah, man. It's usually with shit that I don't develop, so, yeah. Oh, oh, it's the other guy, not you. Uh So what if? Have you guys been watching that? I I caught up to, you know, um, Murder Ultron. That's, yeah, that's man. What... The poster for this week is Kimura. So okay. we'll have to see, man. I mean, I I like uh, I like the uh, idea of like a Gamora if she didn't like maybe if like she killed Thanos and she's just a Billy badass. Because the the theme of what if seems to be like really shitting on Thanos. What I'm gonna say, say nope. nope. What do I type here? This is fuck. What is this? Two fifty nine. Yeah, no, two fifty nine. No, no, for the Twitch thing. So uh, what do I talk? To, what do I type? Oh, uh, just chatting or talk shows and podcasts. Talk shows. Talk chat shows and podcast. What a chat show. Talk. Yeah, we talk. They aren't. See, I must have been clairvoyant in the fact that. What? You know, uh, there you go. You sound like you're fucking sitting next to a microphone. Two two fifty nine. I must have been clairvoyant, knowing that Facebook was going to shit itself yesterday. Where are you tying that in? The fact that we are going on Twitch now. Oh yeah, that we got all that shit done. Yeah, man. 
Oh, yeah. Now we're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. It's dual streaming is the right. shit. I don't trust our podcast enough to go live on YouTube. <laughs> I don't I don't quite trust yeah, we'll it get, that we, much. We, we, We'd we get, get yanked off of YouTube yanked, pretty fucking yeah. quick. We get copyright claimed all the time. I mean, well, yeah, but it, it says channel not affected, so I don't do anything. If it says channel affected, I, cu- I clip the shit out. But I, you know, YouTube's the archive. I mean, for our sponsor alone, the Harry Donut. <laughs> you came back in at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, I almost slipped it in before she got back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong, well, perfect timing, I guess. Uh, YouTube timing. wouldn't like us. That was my point. Uh, apparently, uh, TikTok liked it. Oh, oh TikTok. So what did, many views. What on did that we get on TikTok? Really? We have TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, we do. You are delayed. Hang on. Say something now. Something now. Okay, you're good. Much better. It, it it like caught up to you, but you that was like a weird one. Yeah, we old man just installed the TikTok, so we're TikTok a rocking at pjandwh.com. Wow, I that one from Lug Nuts the other day. Yes, that one. Really, that what one's is, gotten so many hits right now. What did it get? What is it? What oh, is you, it? Have, you have to watch it. PJ, you what? Have to watch it. I've watched it several times, but. What? How many views did it get? Oh my god! Uh, if you combine the views from Instagram and TikTok, yeah. How about just TikTok? Minute. What's the Chinese app got to tell us? <laughs> what is the Chinese man? Tell us what app. the Chinese overlords. Six hundred fourteen views. Wow, that's more than we get in a normal podcast. Okay, that's. What are you guys looking at? What is- we're watching They're your watching your, your, the, your reaction. Yeah. We were waiting for Why? it. Because for me, for t- what? For the yeah, TikTok. Just the, the TikTok. Yeah, just listen to it. It's fine. This is perfect. End to, the, to the TikTok? Yeah, listen yeah. to the Lug Nuts TikTok. Yeah. Okay. It's a separate podcast. It doesn't count. I can't see why that got 600 and some views on TikTok. I, I don't understand. It's, you know, you just, uh, we, that, that one was pretty good. Look, this is why you get into a a business venture with somebody who is far smarter than you <laughs> because as much as I fight against technology, I went, I knowingly got into a business venture with an IT person. The masochist that I am, I thought I mean, that was an the adequate number level. of tickets. He's got a file. It's astronomical. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many of those um, uh, problems are ID 10 T's. Probably a vast majority. Which, if you haven't checked it out, the ID10T podcast with Chris Hardman. Very good. Has lots of uh, celebrities on there. Sure. And a catchy Which, tune, um, a jingle. Speaking of... Speaking of Is it still uh, called that? Yeah, ID10T. ID10T, ID10T yeah. podcast. Uh, I, I listen to it when he has somebody cool on, like Marin. You know, he's one of those cool interview podcasts. Oh, it was some, called something else when he was part of that channel. Nerdist. And then he... Nerdist, that's it. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. 
People jumped that ship, didn't they? Well, they, he because Kyle it, Hill man. of uh, because science he jumped off to his own channel. Chris Hardwick was gone. It was just like what what happened there? Maybe just happenstance. Those two guys just got a better deal. But Isn't he yeah, the guy from because Chris Hardwick not only stand up comedy and he was on hard copy and hard copy. And his father was a what was it singled father. out on MTV? I could be um, thinking of a different Chris. Back back to the barnyard. He was he was watching the back to the barnyard. Yeah, he was on singled out. I think with Jenny McCarthy in MTV he in was the nineties. Also 90s. on Attack of the Show. Yes, I want. Did is he confirmed for coming back for that? I don't know. Who I don't think so. Chris Hardwick. But I mean, between you know the Talking Dead and the Wall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine you are a super genius and you get a phone. I, I do kind of sometimes, but oh, right. <coughs> quickly yeah, no, he was not on hard copy. That was oh. in the eighties. He was oh like, yeah no he wasn't on hard. Copy. He was like four. He was probably he might have watched hard copy once. Oh no yeah no he he's actually unknowingly he no he could have been who knows I don't care anymore let's move on but <laughs> we want them to move their finger over right here to hit that subscribe button yeah. right above my head well that's the very best purjangers and wall hangers video for you and right above our cardboard kelly well that is every single triforce podcast in the playlist and of course as our main man connor always says in his own tone bye bye bye